Hey you, welcome to the Christian Life Coaching Podcast for Weight Loss. I'm so excited that you are here. Hey you and welcome back to the podcast or should I say welcome to the fast cast <laughs> because this episode is dedicated entirely to um, stepping into fasting because yeah, in case you don't know this by now, um, inside of the Seekers Method, I teach women how to fast and I teach them how to physically fast and what it means to spiritually fast and the benefits of it and the blessings and all of the amazing things. So I want to talk about that. I want to unpack that a little bit because God has me going through a season right now where he's reminding me of of my humble beginnings, where I started and what it was like when I first set out with fasting, when I, you know, first started this journey so many years ago. So I remember, I remember when I started out on my weight loss journey and I was first introduced to fasting. I, girl, I was absolutely terrified. Let me just tell you the idea of going a couple hours without a snack, like that's not something I had ever considered. The idea even sounded painful to me. I mean, does that resonate with you? Like, does it sound a little bit painful? Like going a few hours without food, pushing the envelope? Um, but you know, let me ask you this question. When was the last time you ever felt real hunger? I mean, think about it, right? We in this, in this, in America, we never feel hunger because we constantly feed it. But Back to where I was. So I remember thinking how it sounded painful and then even wondering, like, is it even healthy? Is fasting starvation? Would, you know, would, would fasting be like my gateway into developing an eating problem, an eating disorder, if you will? Um, you know, I remember even thinking, like, would I pass out? Like, while I'm driving my kids to school, am I going to pass out? <laughs> these were all the thoughts I had because I had all these beliefs about why I needed to eat as frequently as I was eating, not knowing that the frequency of my food had become a problem. Those were just some of the thoughts that I have. But I remember as I started stepping into fasting, and I was a part of a major weight loss program, a professional weight loss beta test, and they stepped me into fasting. And do you want to know what happened? I absolutely failed. Why did I fail? Well, I'll tell you why. Because even though she gave us a meal plan and we had all the things, girl, I was a chronic cheater. I cheated on my meal plan. And I didn't know that if I kept cheating on my meal plan, I wasn't going to be able to fast. The enemy knew that. The enemy wanted me keep to keep cheating so that I wouldn't be able to fast because the enemy knows something that we don't know. And that is that he should fear a fasted Christian. I digress. All right. What else did I want to talk to you about? So there were two main reasons at that time why, as to why I couldn't fast. Number one, my body simply was not conditioned. I mean, I could not expect to lean into a 12-hour fast if I had just gone out for sushi and drank wine the night before. Or I could not expect to step toward the direction of a 13-hour fast if I had just had cake two days ago. I mean, all of these things... I was oblivious to. I was oblivious to so much. I had no idea of the blessings and the beauty that was on the other side of me just taking away the keys to my body that my body 
was driving me over and into the deep end of the ocean. Like I had to take the keys away because I was mastered by my flesh. I had no idea of the beauty and the blessing and the freedom that existed on the other side of me just pushing through a little bit of discomfort. But like I mentioned, there were two reasons why I couldn't fast then. I couldn't fast, number one, because my body wasn't conditioned and I was too weak to fast. I was ill-prepared and I struggled because there were serious peaks of my in my insulin it was way too high for me to go without feeling you know that hypoglycemic shaky jittery feeling I was fraught with perpetual doubt and I had convinced myself that I couldn't fast and that it wasn't for me because I I just was simply so uncomfortable doing it it's because I was doing it all the wrong way and inside of the seekers method I prepare you to do it the right way I on-ramp you. I take you through a 30-day process of undoing the patterns of the world. And slowly, we get you to the point of being able to ease into fasting. I didn't have that introduction. But when you join the Seekers Method, that's what you get. All of this, though, I couldn't fast until God. And that's when the Seekers Method really started. He really was the other reason why I couldn't fast. He taught me how to wean myself from the standard American diet, seeking, you know, instead, instead of going to the food for comfort and assurance, he showed me how to seek him for the assurance that he was the comforter and to seek him for strength in the spirit over strength in my body. And slowly, as my hormones regulated, I was able to fast and I was able to seek him for strength. And before I knew it, girl, I was fasting 12 hours a day and then eventually 16 hours a day until then I worked myself up to 18 hours a day. And then on occasion, I could do a 20-hour day randomly in the middle of a week. And then eventually I could do, you know, maybe two 24-hour fasts over the course of like two weeks. And then eventually I could do a 36-hour fast. Knocked my socks off. I couldn't believe it. I even, you know, was able to reach 72 hour water fast and to do all of these different fasts. And I just had become so strong because God showed me how to do it, being led in my spirit instead of my flesh. I was able to step into a fasted lifestyle lifestyle over many months of learning how to trust God over my feelings and my fears. And the best part was I began to hear God and to discern his voice more clearly every time I fasted. Because fasting made more room for God to take residence more completely within me. Remember this, you are the temple of his Holy Spirit. And fasting is a way to draw God more near, to hear his voice. In fact, scripture even tells us, Jesus tells us in Matthew 6, 5 and 6, that when you pray, which tells us that he expects us to pray in our private places and in our private, you know, rooms. And then he even says in Matthew 16 through 18, and when you fast. So Jesus expected us to pray and to fast. God expects, God expects to be able to reside within us as the temple where he's to reside. He's the temple. We are the temple of his Holy Spirit, and he expects to reside within us, to be able to talk to us so that he can hear, he can see what we're doing and hear our prayers, and for us to receive guidance from his Holy Spirit. But this is what I believe. 
This is what I believe that food does. Stay with us. On the other side of the commercial, we're going to talk about exactly how food becomes a barrier to hearing God's voice. Hey, you. Really quick, I want you to know that if you are struggling to lose weight and you're looking to go deeper with God, then I encourage you to watch for and consider enrolling in the Seekers Method the next time it opens. It opens three times a year for enrollment in January, April, and September. Soon, I will have a new version of the Seekers Method, which is available to you to subscribe to um, year-round, and it will have an, a companion workbook available. For more information, I would encourage you to go to sherrycapola.com and fill in the stay in the loop section where you'll give me your email address and I'll let you know when this is available. This and much, much more is coming along um, as far as workshops, all of these other things that are coming along. And when you subscribe to sherrycapola.com, you will be first in the know. But the other way that you can follow me, just so you know, is also through Facebook, YouTube, or even my Instagram account. You can find me either Sherry Capilla or you can find me at Coach Capilla. And that's literally the at sign Coach Capilla. But I want you to know that when I roll out new content, my podcast listeners, for being a subscriber, you will receive special discounts that you can only get while because you're a podcast subscriber. All right, I've rambled enough. Now back to the show. Okay, before the break, I was talking to you about, you know, how we're a temple of the Holy Spirit and that God expects to be able to hear our prayers and for us to receive in return guidance from his Holy Spirit. But food can be a barrier. And I firmly believe that the enemy knows this. He, he sees sugar and temptation as a way to use you against yourself, as an instrument of evil against yourself. I, I love how this scripture that I shared with you in Matthew before the commercial break, I shared uh, Matthew 6, 5 and Matthew 6, 16 about how Jesus taught when you fast and when you pray. When implies that Jesus not only expected us to do these things, but that also he was allowing us to use our will. To, to choose to do this. He doesn't say that you must fast and you must pray because he wants us to choose him in our daily surrender, our daily sacrifice. Fasting is the only way to truly pull God closer and to walk out being a living sacrifice on a daily basis without, you know, short of you becoming um, a complete, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? A missionary in the field and doing all of the things and, and giving completely of all of your time and doing all of these things and offering in yourself in a way to be a living sacrifice. Fasting is an alternative way for you to be a physical living sacrifice. A lot of my clients, you know, they really start to fear fasting at first when they enter in. A lot of my VIP clients will openly share with me that, you know, they fear fasting. They don't think it's for them. Or a lot of the women who enroll in the Seekers Method will send me private messages and say, you know, I'm just kind of nervous. I don't think fasting is right for me. I think I can do everything, but I can't fast. And my heart just breaks for them. And, you know, the reason they think and feel this is because fasting is intimidating. They're so used to trusting their flesh, their feelings of fullness, the confidence they get from knowing they've just filled up on a meal and, you know, just doing what this world has told them to do. And, you know, this comes from both angles, either, you know, to survive, you got to eat to survive, or, you know, all the bro science out there telling you that you need to stoke your metabolism and eat every two hours. 
you know, to lose weight. So there's so much information that it's confusing to undo that dieter's mentality as you step in the direction of becoming a seeker and understanding the role that fasting has um, in your life as a seeker and even in the way that it affects you, not only in discerning God's voice, but also actually losing weight. Fasting is how God helps us to stop trusting the world, to stop trusting in just your flesh. Because while that all is important, it's been abused to the point of, of you being mastered by your flesh, of us being led by the, well, how do I want to say this? By the lust of our flesh. Like, think about it. Yeah, the lust of our flesh lead us to do all things. It leads us to be tempted, to give in to temptation, all of that. The point of being, it, it, I guess the point I'm trying to make is that we have been mastered by our flesh for so long. And that while it is important to understand how to pay attention to the signs and to all of the signals that your body is giving you, that has been abused to the point of being just completely consumed and mastered by your flesh. Like you just can't say no to food. God wants to bless you with restored health. His word says it everywhere, but you will have to choose to follow his spirit's lead and do hard things. Fasting has shown me personally just how much I valued for so long the wrong things in my life that it, you know, got me to a point of perpetual dependence on the things of this world. I valued, I mean, I valued the immediacy that food would give me, you know, that alcohol would give me in terms of relief. And God has shown me only through fasting how I was valuing all of the wrong things and instead how I needed to put my value firmly in what he could do because he was the only one who could do anything worthy of of transition or worthy of all of the hard work that it would take but through fasting i've been able to hear what god has wanted me to let go of in order for him to give me the desires of my own heart in accordance to his will in fact i should even add that it was through fasting that i found his will for my life and then got into alignment with it and then became equipped to be strong enough to obey it so you might be wondering will fasting be necessary during my entire weight loss journey i mean the answer is really yes no maybe <laughs> um it depends it ebbs and flows throughout the course of the month what i really you know, what I really want to impart upon you is no. I mean, the truth is I don't fast every single day. But if I want to lose weight and I want to maintain weight and I want to maintain God's presence, yeah, I do a lot of fasting on the daily. I fast a lot, but then there are some weeks that, you know, I just simply fast more than others. And those are incredibly circumstantial and dependent upon a host of variables that I go into a lot more inside of the seeker's method. But I have found that since drawing God closer on my journey through fasting, that my weight loss journey is no longer about weight loss, but it is completely and entirely about life gain. Because when I hear his voice, I now have his divine nature to help me supernaturally obey where I otherwise had no ability to obey. So now I only fast when I want to hear God's voice, which means, you know, 
I fast nearly daily, and I certainly fast from standard American diet foods, and I certainly fast from the things that grieve my spirit, and I certainly fast from the things that God tells me to fast from. So what else did I want to say? You know, I'm at the point now where, you know, I have a motto that I live by that says, which I share a lot on social media, which is nothing tastes as good as hearing God's voice feels like I would trade. There is no piece of pizza that could be so amazing that it's worth sacrificing me being able to hear God's voice because sugar, bad oils, um, carbohydrates, all of those things completely get me leading in my flesh and they keep me from hearing God's voice. And I'm, I have a meme that I share all the time that says food choice, God voice. And I just love it. It's so powerful. So, you know, at this point in my journey, yeah, I live a fasted lifestyle and I do this through perpetually seeking holiness, stepping and pursuing, stepping into and pursuing righteousness daily through God's strength, drawing him near and allowing him to strengthen me in my spirit so that I can take control over my flesh. That's all that's the entire sanctification process. And as a result, what has happened is it has regulated my hormones and it has made my body healthy. And as a result of my hormones being aligned, aligned <clears throat> and my body being made healthy, weight loss became a byproduct. And I'm absolutely blown away by that. So I have a little special gift for you today. Um, <clears throat> as you may know, I have um, a group coaching program called The Thinner Circle. And these are women who just want to go deeper with um, group coaching so that they can, you know, really step out of, um, you know, conforming to the patterns of this world so that they can be transformed by the renewing of their mind. They want to go deeper. And so we meet bi-weekly in The Thinner Circle. And The Thinner Circle is, it's by invitation only to those women who successfully complete The Seeker's Method. And they usually are the ones who, you know, have lost 20 to 25 pounds and they know how the process is in the seekers method and they receive an invitation and then we, and we come together and we pray and fast together and we, um, just walk through life together and we meet every two weeks via zoom. And this last week when we met, I asked both of the groups because I met, I meet with the women in two separate groups to give me some thoughts about fasting, like, you know, where they were when they first found out about that fasting and where they are now in their fasting lifestyle. So I hope you'll lean in and that you'll really just kind of um, not just take my word for it, but you'll go to the Bible. You'll see what Matthew 6 has to say about fasting. You'll see that, that God expects us to fast and to pray and that fasting is not starvation. Fasting is when you choose to eat. Starvation is you have no choice to eat. All right. So I hope you might stay tuned and listen to um, the upcoming input and insights as shared from the women inside of the Thinner Circle. Oh, yeah. When I first, when I first started meal timing, I, um, I mean, when I first said, it, I saw that we were going to be fasting and I thought, oh, piece of cake. In Bible school, we fasted every Monday, no big deal. And, uh, and then as I'm reading further, I'm like, every day? Are they kidding me? And it's, it's, it's just a way of life now. I, I don't even think I will start to feel hungry and think, oh, I'm getting hungry. And then I'll look at my watch and go, oh, it's time to end my fast. But it's just, and, and the relationship with the Lord and what it's accomplished there is just amazing yeah. and and uh 
I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't change that for anything. And it's really, I mean, once in a great while, I'll have a hard day. I don't know if you can have PMS when you, when you don't have any of your equipment anymore, but I have days <laughs> where I'm just like, I just get this munchy mode and I'm, you know, and I used to always go to blueberries for that. If I was done fasting, I, I, the only thing I use during fast is like, sometimes I'll have a tea with, with a little cream in it or, or my water, but, um, yeah, I just, I, I will never go back to that old lifestyle. It's just not good for you. I know. I feel that way. I'm interested in others. Does anybody else feel that way? Liz, Becky, Jessica, do you feel, you know, Kai, do you feel like fasting is going to just be a, for, a part of your forever? I think definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's been what, three years now, just about three years since we started, since I started with the beta group and fasting has been a part of my life ever since. And yeah. it's not, it's not like it's hard. I mean, yeah. once your body's used to it, it's actually easier to fast than it is to not fast. Yep. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, obviously it comes in waves. Sometimes some, some seasons it's better to have longer fasts than others, but, yep. um, you know, it's definitely part of my life and, and it's, it's easy. I mean, it, mm -hmm. I think it would be, it would be going backwards to, to stop it. Mm -hmm. um, I agree. So yeah, definitely going to be part of my life for the long term, especially that yeah. I see the benefits of it. Um, yeah. And not only weight loss, you know, but just uh, inflammation and pain, mm -hmm. like in being able to just, admit, you know, all the, all the things. Sorry, I have a I agree. cat behind all me. All the things. <laughs> <laughs> cool, like, yeah. Liz and Kai, I see him. Liz and Kai, it looks like you guys agree with that. Like it's, it's. Mm -hmm. Do you see it being a part of your forever? Definitely. I mean, I started kind of fasting even prior to joining your, your program in a different way, but yeah, now I'm like going 18 hours is pretty much my norm. Usually even more like 24 because I'm usually an OMAD to an alternate day fasting and OMAD is my maintenance and alternate day is my losing. So it's kind of, yeah, it's just become normal. And like Becky said, I don't know that I'd ever go back. I mean, there's seasons where it's like, oh, well, something big's going on. So I might be eating lunch and dinner, but I rarely eat breakfast unless it's, that's going to be my meal for the day because it's just kind of easier. You just get up, start your day, have your cup of coffee and roll with it. And yeah, yeah. I don't think I'd go ever go back. I agree. Mm -hmm. Kai, Kai, does it look like it's going to be a part of your forever as well? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like Liz, um, it was a part of my life, but it wasn't, um, it wasn't as it is now. It wasn't for, you know, maintenance or, you know, it was different. So um, it's like a tool for me now, you know, so it's, it's just kind of making things come full circle. And so yes, I, I, I think it'll be necessary for me in my life to keep going with it whether I'm doing OMAD or you know whatever it is but yeah def definitely it is kind of scary though if it's not something that you are used to or that you've done before so if I was starting the Seekers method and not fasting before if you told me that's what I would need to do to maintain that would be kind of scary to you know because um, we still come into this with you know baggage and you don't even know you have the baggage until as you go through the program so it's you know 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's such a good point because me as a coach, I don't know everything somebody's thinking. I don't know everything they've been through and how they're looking, you know, through what lens they're looking toward the future. So it's good for me to know that, you know, people are saying, you know, at what point do I stop eating Whole30? At what point do I stop fasting? You know, and for me, I'm on autopilot. I'm like, well, you live that way. <laughs> like, I see it as you're rounding a corner and you're going into the new promised land and you're being made stronger. And when you arrive there, you'll have the tools to be able to stay there. And I think a lot of people don't even realize that they're on a path. They just see they're in a diet. They're trying to just lose weight. Here's the beginning of the diet. Here's the end, beginning weight, end, end weight. And the reality is, is once you drop that baggage, you truly are free to just go and live and, and have joy on the journey. So I think fasting is the way. But it does so I have a question. Stay in your toolbox, right? <laughs> yeah. I got a who quick question, a you know, for those of you who have been doing this for a while and Liz touched on that. So maybe I can learn from you, Liz, is, um, you know, you said that for weight loss, you'll do... Um, you'll do every other day. So I'm just kind of trying to figure it out. If I do OMAD and I'm eating much less than what I would, you know, normally, I don't know, would that, you know, would that count? Would that help with weight loss or would that be maintaining? Or is it something I kind of need to figure out with my body? I'd say you probably have to figure it out with your body. For me, I've, I've learned that OMAD tends to be where I maintain. Um, Whereas if I push it out more and do more of the alternate day fasting or do longer stretches of fasting, like this fast we're doing now, the five day, um, I tend to lose again. But if I go back to just bring, maybe not even completely OMAD, but 18 hours to OMAD. So two meals to the one meal a day, that's, that's my pretty good maintenance as long as I'm keeping my food choices in check as well. But that's just something I've learned over, like Becky said, over the last three years, I lost all my weight in that first, first round, really first round, a round and a half. And I've been able to maintain that by kind of playing with, well, I don't fast quite as often, or if I'm seeing I'm creeping up because my choices have edged toward the popcorn and edged toward the chips and cheese. And then I have to get it back on track. And so I'm just finding where my, my sweet spots are. And for me, definitely the alternate day fasting is where I lose the easiest and the quickest and the OMAD, I can maintain and lose slowly, but it's that bumping up for me and adding in a little bit of exercise. And I found, um, I usually, I fast 20 hours a day when I'm doing just my normal day. And then, and then I have, I break my fast with some small thing, like a, some avocado or a hard boiled egg or something like that. And then I have dinner and I don't, I just make a regular, you know, um, uh, whole 30 type dinner when I'm doing whole 30, but I can never eat it all. I get so full. Like I'll just make a salad. Um, one of my favorite things for dinner is a salad with bacon. And, um, I make this, uh, whole 30, um, Caesar dressing and I throw some mushrooms in there and stuff like that. And it's just a bowl of salad and I, I can, I get too full. So I'm like, dang, I waited all day and I can't even eat this whole thing. <laughs> but but it, it's really helpful because, uh, and then I, I go, as after I've had dinner, I get my little phone out and reset my fast and go for the next day. Yeah, I know for me, um, 
alternate day fasting regularly is too difficult. Like I just, it is really hard for me. So, um, so what works for me, Kai, is to, um, is to definitely keep the 18 hour minimum of fasting. And then I try and do one or two days a week of the 20 to 24 hour fasting. Um, so just kind of rotating through those, that's when I'm losing the best and ma making sure that I'm eating that really low carb, um, uh, keto-esque, full 30-esque, you know, kind of blend. And that's what, that's what does it for me for actually losing and for maintaining as long as I'm sticking to 18 hours a day and not eating all the stuff like, like Liz was saying, it's when I add the stuff in, even if I'm fasting, if I add those things in, it, it just, you know, I gained 15, 20 pounds during COVID just because I was eating stuff that I shouldn't have been eating, like the gluten-free bread and gluten-free whatnots. And it also is messing with my head and my moods and stuff too. So I know that I need to just completely stay away from grains um, altogether um, because they do, that has triggered some depression-like symptoms and stuff, which I had completely negated, you know, doing Whole30 um, prior with, with the Seekers method. So if, if that's something that you deal with at all, um, I definitely, at least for me, completely eliminating the grains has been the way to go. I mean, the only thing that I might allow in on PMS week, potatoes and like very, very rarely white rice. And that's it. And anything other than that, and I'm like in boohoo land. <laughs> so that's and that's these what, Kai, yeah. these are this is excellent advice because all each of these women who have just shared with you has has done so many great things in their journey to lose weight. I mean, Penny, how much weight have you lost? Almost 70 pounds. Wow. Oh. Wow. And Becky, what are you at? Um, my original loss was 65. Oh. And I, I've gained like 15 back, but I'm, I'm creeping back down again. I'm moving back down again. And what about you, Liz? That's amazing. My total was 70 pounds too. Isn't that amazing? I mean, that's just profound. So fasting, however you can make it. And you know, Kai, something else to be mindful is it incredibly ebbs and flows based on your cycle, based on your schedule. Um, you can do different kinds of things where you can carb cycle. You can do things, you know, so that you're fasting in different ways. Um, and then as we get you progressing a bit more, Kai, we'll start introducing higher protein, lower carb, just for seasons. Like Penny just stepped out of a season. And Penny, you're doing great adjusting to being back in the real world, if you will. Yeah, because I didn't make any mass changes other than uh, the blueberries. And um, yeah. um, and some vegetables, but not really much of it. So for those of you who'd like to chime in, I'd like to know, what do you think about fasting long-term? Do you see yourself even reaching your goal weight perpetually having fasting in your life? Deanne, do you wanna comment first? Um, definitely, I will continue fasting because one right now, I just learned that it can correct my hormones for my menopause. Yeah. Two, it's correcting everything in my body, even for my Crohn's. Mm -hmm. So, and like Victoria is doing for her thyroid, it, it's going to yeah. help. 
it's there's more than just for weight loss yep. you know fasting is i think yeah. it, it it will align everything in your whole body and align your five major organs to work in unison in order to become healthy and for your body to heal itself so it's yeah. it's amazing how much you do so little in fasting and you gain so much. Yes. And the clarity and to hear from God and to have, to get his, the fruits of the spirit, just, yeah. it, it's the transformation is just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're seeing the physical and the spiritual, but even just like the stress relief. You know what I mean? Like we've talked about here tonight, like the way that it allows you to walk in the fruit of the spirit while in situations where you might otherwise be terribly frantically stressed and to have that supernatural peace. Yep. That's not about weight loss. That's life gain. That's, that's right. living the way that God intended. Yeah. Yeah. Victoria. I would say too, this is going to sound weird, but the days that I'm doing the intermittent fasting or the one, one meal a day, I like that. I don't have to think about food, but for one time, and you'd think I'd be thinking about it more, but I don't have to think about it except for that one time, which leaves more time to get other things done. If it's, whether it's around the house or catching up on a book or visiting with a friend, you know, having a cup of coffee. Um, I love that. But, and as Deanne said, the spiritual aspect just feeling the, the just feeling god's presence in your life yes. it's I a can't. present isn't it yeah i know it's a present it's, it's there's it's, nothing it's, that takes so it that's worth sacrificing it no and then the the weight loss is secondary to that for the the just the the spiritual growth and um life-changing benefits of, of drawing closer to God through the program. Um, that's, that's, that's the win. That's the win. The, the, the weight loss is, is, you know, an added benefit, but yeah, the, the growth is, is the win. It's just a byproduct. Yeah. And I You're don't, absolutely I'm right. definitely continuing like we fasting. Right. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know that you can get it completely I, without the fasting because unless you're willing to sacrifice something, you know, for the, for the gain of, of the, the relationship with Christ. I mean, that's, that's the ultimate. Yeah. So I'll definitely continue fasting. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Chris, how do you feel about it? Do you feel, can you see yourself perpetually fasting, even, you know, goal weight, goal state, all of it behind you. Do you see fasting being a part of your lifestyle? Yeah, for sure. Like, one meal only um, planning one meal yep yeah that's just a huge time saver but like i was thinking this week when i was fasting you had said you know the closeness that you feel with god is way better than you know a treat and that really is i feel like if you like today i felt like maybe a little further from god because i just was like <sighs> but you know on the days that i'm fasting and thinking about prayer and praying, it just is a totally different feeling. So I will definitely support fasting for sure. Mm. That's so beautiful and so true. It's, it's, it's the byproduct you didn't anticipate and the one you start living for. 
you know, it is life gain. Terry, do you see yourself well into the future just having a fasted lifestyle? Absolutely. And to kind of ditto what everyone else said, you know, my husband and I are empty nesters. Our children are grown and gone and we have grandchildren. And so it's just him and I here. And he's never been one to say what's for dinner and where's my food. And, and so the freedom, I mean, there's a freedom, I think, in not having to prepare and plan three meals a day. There truly is. And to think that I can just focus on myself and what my body needs and what I've been called to do is just, is just freedom. It's just a feeling of freedom and really feels like I've been released from that bondage. And he's, you know, my husband's like, whatever you're doing, that's fine. You know, God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> and he finds something to eat if I'm not helpful in that, in that, you know, that arena, but, um, definitely because I'm just, I'm, I'm probably early in the journey, but I'm starting to really see the other, you know, the other advantages. And I'm really excited because in July I am scheduled for everything I put off my colonoscopy, my mammogram, my blood work, you know, my, my, my eye exam, my bone density, whatever. And I'm so excited to see, I really am for the first time. I'm really excited to see, because I really have this feeling walking into that, that this is going to be awesome. I have nothing to it worry is. about. I have nothing to worry about. I really feel that God has led me down this path, not only to, to, to get closer to him, but to get more healthier. So I feel like I'm excited about that now. And usually I'm just like, oh gosh, do I have to do that? Oh man, who wants to do that? But yeah, I'm gonna, I have everything scheduled and I'm ready to go do it and get the positive results. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, all of the good results. Yes. I love that. And you know, I, I read a scripture, I wish I had it at the, at the top of my tongue. I know it's in Matthew where uh, Jesus says, God is, God is my meat. He's my nourishment. You know, I mean, obviously we know, you know, what is said in the gospels, you know, when, when Jesus is talking to the tempter and saying that man does not live on meat or on food, on bread alone. Um, when I saw the scripture, I, I feel like it's Matthew 5 48, but I can assure you that's wrong. And, and I will, I will, I'll never remember it quickly, but what I remember is seeing how it said, God is my nourishment. The father is my nourishment. I just thought I've never related to that so much because this journey fasting has been a part of it, but my nourishment has been all in the spirit. It has been spiritual nourishment that has developed those spiritual disciplines to make that be what this journey is about to, and to far above and beyond exceed, you know, my desire for weight loss. Weight loss was a byproduct. Health was a, a, was a byproduct, but life gain in the eternal was, was the biggest reward is the biggest reward because there's just, it's unparalleled. It really is. Well, thank you guys for commenting on that. Let me go ahead and hit stop here for a sec.